we supposed to get married? I'm gonna just swipe left. I just want somebody to share my life with. I wouldn't say love happens when you least expect it. Like I was working to find love. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Welcome to another heartfelt episode of Dates and Mates. Question. What do wax and serving trays have in common? Hmm? (laughs) Yes, they were both everywhere during my recent family trip to Colonial Williamsburg. And yes, they are both traditional gifts for a 16th wedding anniversary. Yeah, my husband and I just celebrated our sweet 16. I cannot believe it. And I'll be honest with y'all. We did not exchange candles or silver bowls. But we did exchange some reflections about what we've learned in our many years together. My guest today is not technically an expert in love, but he has taught me a heck of a lot about what partnership really means. And I can't wait to share this supersized interview with my husband, Seth Hoffman, with you. We'll be sharing our most important lessons, our favorite memories, and some fun facts about the two of us in a couple's challenge. But first, I got a hot dish for you. The pair ring is here, and it wants to end dating apps. All right, grab your silver hollowware and your candlesticks, because it's time to dish anniversary style. These dating dish. The magazine Interesting Engineering has brought to my attention the pair ring, which they are calling the social experiment that wants to end dating apps. Now, it's fitting that we begin an episode about anniversaries talking about rings, because you probably expected me to talk about engagement rings, right? But instead, the pair ring is kind of an anti-engagement ring. It's a ring that you wear to signify that you are single and ready to mingle. So before we talk about anti-engagement rings, let's talk about actual engagement rings, because we've come to see this as a symbol of marriage and partnership and all of the wonderful things that uh, a diamond can bring you. (laughs) But in reality, the concept of engagement rings is pretty new. Engagement rings did not become popular until about the mid-1900s. Because British-owned diamond company De Beers premiered an advertising campaign saying a diamond is forever. You've probably heard that, right? Yeah. All of these things that we think are just sayings or we just came up with it or things that we just accept as reality truth, as absolutes, a lot of them have been planted in our subconscious, have been promoted to us by companies, by media, by stories. So it's very interesting to, to, to look back not that long ago and realize the true origin of engagement rings. So we know what engagement rings mean now. It's funny because my husband didn't even want to get me an engagement ring because prior to the De Beers diamond uh, revolution, let's call it, it actually was a symbol of a woman's dowry being paid. And my husband being the ultimate feminist, as you will see in the next segment, he really didn't like the idea of thinking of a woman, his future wife, as property that was being transferred over to him. But it means so much socially that I was like, I kind of 
want to have a ring. I want to have something that shows people that we are partnered and that this is forever and that I am not open to the approach. So that brings us back to the pair ring who has the exact opposite goal of an engagement ring. They want to signify, hey, I am out here. I am open to the approach. Apparently, they're doing pretty well. It's only 25 bucks, and it's this uh, little Easter egg green kind of uh, kind of band that you can wear on any finger. And they've got 150,000 followers on Instagram. They just launched a couple weeks ago. And according to them, they apparently have millions of rings already sold. I haven't seen them out on the streets just yet, but maybe now that they're on Dates and Mates, they will have millions of rings sold. Because the only way that this works is if people know what it signifies. I actually did a similar thing when I launched my blog. Oh gosh, when was that? 13 years ago? I I had a launch party for my blog and I gave out candy necklaces to all the people who were single to signify that they were open to an approach. And we actually had a couple of connections that ended up happening. But I don't know that a candy necklace or a a anti-engagement ring is enough to rely on to get someone to approach you or to change the conversation if somebody is flirting with you. And I would just hate for people to think that putting the ring on, it's like like a superhero fix. Putting the, the hair ring on suddenly makes you magnetized to the people that you want to date. I think we still have to be curious and explore conversations. But I'm really interested in the behavioral effects of wearing a ring, whether it's an engagement ring, because I know back in my day and in this article, we would sometimes wear fake wedding rings and engagement rings because we wanted to not invite the the approach. But it's interesting also how wearing a ring does impact how safe people feel sharing information with you <laughs> and the attitudes that people have around wearing wedding rings. So now people are more likely than in previous generations to wear it. And as we began at the, at the top of the segment, we haven't even been wearing engagement rings that long. But the reasons are very interesting. One in eight people thought that they would be judged as boring if people knew that they were married. Men were most likely to take their ring off before socializing, while women were more likely to remove theirs after a fight. And men said they got more attention from women after they started wearing their ring, while women said they received less attention. So I guess pair ring is on to something because just the fact that you're wearing this ring maybe could be a conversation starter. I always talk about conversation piece clothing on this show, but I think it could work in the opposite if people think that your ring that you're wearing, your pair ring might be an engagement ring. It might actually have the opposite effect. I guess we'll just have to we'll have to keep tracking the pair ring and seeing what happens. But hey, if you're inclined to drop twenty bucks, it is pretty cute, and it is uh, something unique that you could be wearing the next time you go out to the bars or a mixer or a party or anywhere else where you want to get your flirt on. 
When we come back, the one, the only, Mr. Seth Hoffman, my husband, will be here with us to share some secrets, some tips, and a few laughs. If you're anything like me, you're always thinking about what's for dinner. I dream about being one of those people who can meal plan or whip something up in a flash just with a quick glance at the fridge, but I'm not that person. Luckily, now I have Green Chef. What is Green Chef? Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And now you can choose from over 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without even changing your plan. You can order vegan one day, keto the next, and as a flexitarian, that is super important to me. And while you're thinking about what's for dinner, you can eat well at lunchtime too with Green Chef's 10-minute lunches. Each week's menu includes two convenient, low-prep, and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes with no cooking required. It's perfect for when you're on the go like me or you're pressed for time at the office. With Green Chef, You're also reducing your food waste by up to 23% versus grocery shopping. I mean, how many times do you go to the store and just grab stuff aspirationally? Like, yes, that's green. I want that. Yes, fresh produce, of course. And then you get home, you forget about it, and you end up wasting it. Not anymore when you have Green Chef. I've always been upfront about the fact that I, I can't cook. I really can't cook, you guys. My husband definitely did not marry me for my kitchen skills. But with Green Chef... I can cook like a pro with pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipes. I've tried similar services in the past, but Green Chef, they're the most flexible, the tastiest, and the easiest to prepare, even for a very amateurish chef like me. So if you're feeling hungry now and you need some of this Green Chef action, go to greenchef.com slash datesandmates60 and use the code datesandmates60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com slash datesandmates60 and use the code datesandmates60 to get 60% off plus free shipping or check for the link in the show notes. Welcome back. My guest today has written on TV dramas that you know and love, including House, Prison Break, and The Walking Dead. But his most important creations are certainly our two children. Please give big smooches to my life partner and one of my favorite people, my wonderful, amazing husband, Seth Hoffman. Hi, honey. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Am I the, like, all-time returning champion? Am I, has anyone been on the podcast more than I? I feel like I should say you are the reigning <laughs> champion, but like, no. <laughs> this is your third time on the show, I think, right? Yeah. But you were back by popular demand because everybody loved it when you were here last time. And we just celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary, which is crazy. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I, I like your sweater, Seth. <laughs> Thank I think you. I recognize it. Hmm. I wore this on our first date, which is coming up on 20 years ago. In, in about three months, it'll be 20 years. And uh, yeah, I am not a small anymore. Um, but <laughs> somehow, it still kind of fits. Like it fits. Uh, it's 
it uh, it's a little bit of a, a crop top situation like it's a no, little bit of a belly shirt but i recognize I know, the I sweater know. and i do appreciate the effort thank you honey thank you for being here okay so there's a lot of dating and relationship advice out there <laughs> a lot of people listen to the show for dating and relationship advice and for entertainment of course hon but some of the advice that's out there i don't know if i always agree with it so i thought we'd start out today with some famous quotes, some classic phrases about dating and relationships and marriage. And I want to know if you agree or disagree and why. Okay. How about never go to bed angry? I don't like dealing in absolutes, right? So I don't like nevers or always is. I think it's a bad idea to go to bed angry with your spouse. I think it's a bad idea to go to bed angry in general. I think, um, you know, it's, I can think of how a spouse could, could do something that would make you so angry that it's not something that you could completely get over in a day, but it's not something, you know, it, it's something that, that you and your spouse would have to work through and, and then you'd be justified in, in going to bed angry. But whenever possible, yeah, try to resolve conflict with people that you love. That was a very Seth response. <laughs> like, I know you don't you don't like to live in absolutes, but I would say uh, maybe it's hard for you to imagine because we've never done it. I don't think yeah. I've ever gone to bed angry. I mean, we've probably had like four fights. I can only physically recall mm, two fights that we've ever had. I think I can certainly recall three. I don't, I, rem, I remember vaguely what two of them were about. I don't know. I don't really remember what they were about. I remember where they took place. Um, but, oh, no, no, I guess I'm trying to remember if the first and second were kind of a continuation. I, anyway. But did we go to bed early? Er, no. Did we go to bed angry? I almost said early. We probably did go to bed early. <laughs> But we didn't go to bed angry. <laughs> I agree with you. But um, I do think there are some times when it's better to go to bed angry than to fight when you are full of emotion. Next one. Love will find you when you least expect it. Love will find you when you least expect it. I think so. so as long as I can remember being attracted to girls, like even into elementary school, right? Like those first crushes. I would picture, like I would think about, oh my God, if I like this girl, then we might get married. And what would it be like getting married to, and, and sort of like, I'd have such a intense kind of serious idea about relationships. Um, and I think that was an obstacle for me you know, being successful in relationships. And it wasn't until I, I learned how to be a little bit more casual about love that I think I was able to really figure out what I wanted in a relationship. So, you know, in that sense, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily it's, it's love happens when you least expect it. Like I was I was working to find love. You know, I was on 
I was on, you know, an, an internet dating site. I was, I was trying, I was going out to bars. I was really trying to meet a woman. Um, but it, but it had to do with me changing my approach a little bit. Yeah, I do not subscribe to the idea of love will find you when you least expect it. I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think love will find you when you're most ready for it. So I'll <laughs> write that into the book. <laughs> we'll change the narrative. Okay, how about this one? Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Agree? I think there's a little bit of misogyny kind of baked into that saying i think the idea that oh you know just keep your wife happy and do it like she's this simple little creature who just sort of needs to be placated every once in a while and if she's happy then she'll leave you alone and let you do whatever she wants like it, it feels like um it could be the title of a cbs sitcom starring kevin james like Happy life, happy wife. <laughs> so, so no, I think, again, like, if the idea is, you know, be considerate to the people that you love and keep their feelings in mind and make sure that their happiness is as important to you as your own happiness. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, I, I think that specifically pinning that on uh, the husband-wife relationship, it's problematic for me. Mm. That was a very sad answer. A few weeks ago on the Drew Barrymore show, I did an exercise with Ross, uh, Drew's co-host, and his husband, Wellington. Um, it was our memory jar exercise. And Drew gave you full credit. She said, this is an exercise that you did with your husband before. And it was a really sweet exercise for Wellington and Ross because um, – they had never done anything like that before, and they took, they wrote down memories from their relationship in the past, and then they shared it with one another on stage. And it was very sweet to see how these specific moments impacted each of them individually. But there has been a challenge okay. to that claim because your daughter, our daughter, who Addie, Addie said she came up with the exercise. So first of all, we need to set the record straight because. I thought it was your idea. <laughs> so I think we were in, we were shopping for your birthday. That much I know. The first thing that we found was the jar. I think we found the jar together, which is kind of this lovely, mostly transparent with a hint of like pink in it. I am a pink enthusiast. And so I was like, I think... Mommy would really like this. Just the jar. Just the jar. Well, no, no, no. I think, right. Like, what do we do? You know, how can we make this more significant? How can we make this jar not just a jar? And, you know, it may have been something that Addie and I came up with together. Like, my recollection is that I suggested the idea. But I'll have to, you know, interrogate that with Addie. Yeah, she's really big into revisionist history. <laughs> Not the podcast. So speaking of memories, what do you remember about our first date? Um, I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing this, but I had a olive-ish sort of 
buttoned down with button a collar down, sure. at the top. Um, and I imagine some kind of khakis. Nope, you were wearing wool wearing pants. My, oh, right, right. That I got. I think I got those on sale for like twenty bucks. You looked great, by the way. Thank you. I remember it was uh, at a now defunct martini bar. The uh, only bar that I ever went to with dates. <laughs> my regular date um, spot. That's kind of a funny story. Because do you remember you suggested? I, I had decided I was I was going to switch up my routine because I always took my online dates there because it was close to my house and I I knew the drink menu. It was just like it was something that was easily repeatable. And then I had said before we met, I was like, I'm gonna switch things up. I'm t- I'm too I'm controlling this too much. I'm gonna like see what the universe brings me. You were like, I I became more deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I was, I'm just going to let the universe decide. And so I was like, I'm not going to choose the spot this time. I'm going to let the guy choose the spot. And I said, where do you want to go? And I, you know, I knew that you lived in West Hollywood and I knew exactly one bar in West Hollywood. And so I was like, let's meet there. At Lola's. And I laughed. Do you remember that? I laughed in your face. And you were like, what, you don't like Lola's? We could go somewhere else. And I was like, no, actually, I love Lola's. I was just very self-conscious that like the servers were looking at me being like, mm, here she is, brands, I don't know they're do- through here. <laughs> so, so I remember that. I remember, I think I remember you were wearing uh, like a jungle print of some kind. I have no idea what I was wearing, but that sounds accurate. Yeah, and I don't know that I'd ever dated a woman who wore jungle print. And so I think I was a little I was a little like, whoa, okay, what and I saw you and I was like, wow, he's so preppy. He's so (laughs) nice. He's so clean cut. I've never dated anyone that dressed in banana republic wool pants. You know, I, I remember us talking and the conversation being easy. I, I, I never felt like, okay, what are we going to talk about next? What are we, like, what could I possibly say to this woman? I don't remember a single thing we discussed. It's funny because I get so many questions on the show about like, what topics should I bring up or you know, what do I say on the date or how do I tell my story? How do I get them to like me? And I'm like, I don't actually remember anything we talked about, but I remember one moment, aside from the Seth Sexy Writer and you walking me to my car and we'll leave that part out of the story. Um, I remember one moment midway through where you reached across the table and you held my hand. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. I guess he's into this. And that I feel like kind of was a, it was a really good marker of where we were in the date. Cause I think up until that point, I was like, is this preppy guy even like this jungle printed (laughs) lady? (laughs) But that, that's an interesting, um, I think that's an interesting memory to, um, for that to have imprinted on me so much. I don't think I was really worried about that. It just felt, it felt natural. 
so natural. Um, do you remember anything from our wedding? Okay, so my favorite memory from our wedding was there's a picture of it. I'm I'm glad the wedding photographer got a, a picture of it. There's a picture of like the two of us kind of like sitting, like giving each other a high five because it re- it worked like perfectly. Would you believe that I posted that last week? <laughs> wow. Instagram? I did. Um, I know you're not on the social medias. <laughs> it's so funny how different we can be in that, that respect. But um, yeah, I posted it with the, actually the video, uh, a clip from the segment I did with Wellington and Ross because they were talking about how they had a picture of themselves high-fiving that I think made it into People magazine. And I was like, I have a similar photo of us <laughs> high-fiving. So so um, producer Lindsay edited it into the video at the end. So for Aww. anyone that wants to see that moment, it's quite beautiful. Ooh, Lordy, so much is coming out in the open today. You know what? I'm going to need to take a quick break. <laughs> Catch my breath. And when we come back, we will have more advice and insights from Seth. And also our fun couples challenge. Stick around. Do you have any parting words of advice for anyone who is looking for their lifetime partner, for who is looking for a relationship like the one that you and I have? For me, it was important to, to slow down, I guess, is a way of thinking about it. You know, in kind of where my headspace had gone before was um can i marry this person like after the first date can i marry this person if i can't marry if i don't immediately see myself marrying this person then we shouldn't go on a second date what i finally understood was the only thing that matters after a first date is do i want to go on a second date and After a second date, the only thing that matters is, do I want to go on a third date? And sort of once you put enough of those dates together, then you can, it's it's more useful to to start potentially thinking about the future. It, It was a real epiphany for me to be like, oh, I don't need to worry about what's going to happen five years from now. I just need to worry about what's going to happen next week you're you're like taking my talking points without even realizing it because we talk on the show all the time about slow love and we also talk about i have a three date rule um which i'm not sure if you saw on the drew barrymore show or not probably not (laughs) but but i i talked about how all you need to know at the end of this first date is could i spend one more hour with this person and am I curious enough about this person to go on a second date? And then all you need to know after the end of the third of the second date is, do I want to go on a third date? And then I say, if after the third date, you're not starting to think about what's next or you're not starting to feel chemistry or, you know, sparks, then it's probably not the right thing. But I like to give people that sort of three-date runway because a lot of times after the first date, people are really quick to like categorize. They got to know, is this my spouse or is this nobody? <laughs> is this is this right. a time waster? Is this an F boy or is this my future husband? And it's like there's a lot in between those two extremes. And 
it's funny to hear you you say that you had it's funny to hear you say you had this realization cuz i was actually coming from the opposite extreme of like nothing was serious to me uh, and i was in the process of figuring out like hey maybe i should date with a little bit more intention i did my operation date nice guys voila nice guy but he was like, you were coming from this other extreme, and we somehow met in the middle. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do this couples challenge that you may have seen on Instagram or TikTok. Well, Seth, you won't have seen it because you're not on the socials. <laughs> but now for your social media debut, we are going to do the couples challenge. Producer Lindsay is standing by. She has a list of questions that she's going to hurl and pummel at us, and we will answer as quickly as we can which one of us fits the bill for the question. You ready, Lindsay? Oh, I'm ready. This first question is a, a doozy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who makes quicker decisions? Her. 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 Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Who is more competitive? Her. Her. Who is the better secret keeper? Him. Him. Who steals the covers more often? Her. Her. <laughs> Who is more frugal? Her. Him? Oh, okay. Mixed answers. Who is the better driver? Her. Her. Who is messier? Her. Her. <laughs> Who's on time more often? Him. Him. Who's more spontaneous? Her. Her. <laughs> Who has the better dance moves? Her. Her. <laughs> Who is more likely to talk to a stranger? Her. Her. Yeah, I knew that one. Okay. Uh, who's more strict with the kids? Him. Him. Okay. Who would make a better ninja? Him. Her. Okay. But who would die first in a zombie apocalypse? Her. Him. <laughs> Who's usually right? Him. Him. <laughs> Who snores? Her. <laughs> what? Neither of us. No? I don't know. I, I, I know I don't, so. <laughs> the, the rumors are started. <laughs> Who would make a better superhero? Her. Her. Who is the better eavesdropper? Him. Him. <laughs> Who gets angrier? Oh, no. Who gets Her. more hangry? Oh, wait. Maybe we should go with that question. <laughs> <laughs> who gets angrier? Her. Her. <laughs> who is more likely to say, but it was a good deal? Her. Her. Who spends more time watching cat videos? Probably him. Probably him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Down with cats. <laughs> let's see. Who is more easily distracted? Her. Her. Who makes the small decisions? Her. Her. Who makes the big decisions? Him. Him. Who's more spoiled? Her. <laughs> well, who's the better kisser? Her. Her. <laughs> Who initiated the first kiss? Him. Who has a bigger celebrity crush? Her. Her. Who makes the first move more often? Her. Her. Demona. <laughs> Who leaves the bathroom a bigger mess? Him. Yeah, him. 
who looks just like they did five years ago? Her. Who wins at Tickle Wars more often? Him. <laughs> Him. That was great. Perfect. I like it. Thank you, Lindsay. That was so fun. You're very welcome. <laughs> that was super fun. I know you don't like doing uh, these kind of these kind of exercises where there's only one answer but I how was it. that you hated it Did you uh, no, hate no, no, it? no 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 no, i didn't hate this <laughs> i hate not being able to say well here's why you're a better ninja yeah why why are you a better ninja i think i said you would be a better ninja i think you are quieter i think you what? really I think when you want to be, yeah, I think you have, you're more fit. And I think, <laughs> I think you're more ruthless. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> fit, ruthless, and quiet. <laughs> oh my God. This was too much fun. I I hope you enjoyed being on Dates and Mates again. I always do. Thank you so much for joining me, Mr. Hoffman. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, you can't follow him on social media. But make sure you are following me because you'll get to see more behind-the-scenes photos, some of our wedding pics, clips from Drew, and lots of other stuff. And you can DM me your questions for a future episode. Dear Demona, we'll be back again next week. And you can send me a question anytime, day or night, at Demona Hoffman on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Or you can give me a call at 424-246-6255. And that line is also open for texts. I hope you enjoyed episode 459 of Dates and Mates. We'll be back again next Tuesday with associate editor and advice columnist for the Boston Globe, Meredith Goldstein. She's going to be talking all about her long-running advice column and podcast by the same name, Love Letters. Until then, I wish you happy dating. <laughs>